Hello and welcome back everyone to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Josiah. So glad to be with you to open up our Bibles again, listen to God's voice, be encouraged by Him. I've heard a lot of voices, a lot of messages this week. Maybe you have too. Um, So it only stands to reason that I need to hear from God, right? I have all kinds of information coming into my life trying to get me to go this way and that and trying to shape my life and shape my thoughts. It's going to happen. It's not an option. So I need to decide who I'm going to listen to the most and who I'm going to listen to first. And uh, that has a lot to do with being committed to the habit of scripture reading in our Christian life is deciding God's voice is going to be the one I listen to first and most. And it's an important decision for all of us to make who love the Lord. And I'm sure you have, I know I have, had seasons of my life where I stopped making that decision. It just became not a priority to me. I hate to say that. I'm not I'm not proud, but it's true. And while it was happening, oh, nothing works. Everything starts breaking down in my life. And I'm confused and I'm lost and I'm falling for stuff that I didn't used to fall for. And I'm depressed and I have issues. So now, hear me, Just be, if you're depressed, they have issues. It doesn't necessarily mean you, you're not reading your Bible. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you begin to ignore God, you're inviting confusion and all kinds of stuff into your life. And I think probably most of us listening here today know about that. And so I want to keep it a priority. And a major way that I do that is by getting together with you guys for this podcast. So it means a lot to me to be together with you listeners here. Uh, staying focused and and riveting our attention on God. Our scripture today is awesome. It's from Romans chapter 8, powerful verse in the Bible. Um, We even referenced it a couple episodes back. And uh, just one of the main pillars in scripture in the New Testament, letter from Paul to the Roman church, which um, he didn't plant and was looking forward to visiting. And so he sends forward this huge letter by way of introduction and laying out a lot of things about Uh, theology, the gospel, the kingdom of God. So it's just a deep, powerful letter. And Romans chapter 8 is is probably, you know, we all have our opinions, but it seems like it's maybe the center of the letter of Romans. So 1 through 7 seem to be leading up to it. And then 9 through, oh, I always forget, 14, 15, something like that, chapters, uh, 6, maybe even 16, um, seem to be, you know, applying uh, spelling out some things that we hear here in Romans 8. But so I'll, I guess I'm just rambling on a lot to say it's important and you should look into it. Okay. But we're going to look into it today, which is Romans 8 and 18. And I love it that we're looking into 18 because oftentimes people have heard Romans 8 and 28, for we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's an awesome verse for sure. Very central to this letter into the gospel. But what I love is 18 is equally as important and very challenging. Okay. So Romans 8 and 18 in the ESV reads this for, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. All right, one more time. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. 
These are important scriptures um, for many reasons, but one is this is a primary time in my experience. I'm, I'm this is America in the 21st century, and it's my opinion that one of the top one or two accusations laid against Christianity and the Bible and Jesus and the gospel is that the suffering, the brokenness and pain of this world somehow, in these people's opinion, prove that the gospel or the Bible or Jesus or the kingdom of God are not true and shouldn't be trusted or believed in. Okay, you know, you're, you can hold that opinion if you want. The thing that I love about the Bible, about Jesus, about Paul, is that they're ready for it. They're ready for that question. I would be very suspicious. I would lose a lot of my confidence in the faith if that question was not addressed, simply not addressed in the Bible. Or in other words, if it looked like God was just trying to ignore it. But what my experience has been, perhaps what your experience has been too, is that all throughout Scripture and then most the central symbol of Christianity, the gospel and the kingdom of God, which is the cross of Jesus Christ, involves itself in suffering. Isn't that incredible? The brokenness, the suffering, the false accusation, the pain of life. Um, central to the gospel of Jesus is death and suffering. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And so you can. it's still possible for people to go, well, I don't care, I don't believe it, and it doesn't make any sense to me. That's okay. This, again, free world, people can make the decisions they want to make. But it's good and, and confidence-building for me that my scriptures and my Jesus were ready for that. And look at, the, I mean, look at how this verse spells it out. I consider, Paul says, that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing. It's not even worth comparing. You could say, what would Paul know about it? Well, I don't know everything that happened in his life, but just a few of the facts that we know from Scripture. So Paul, no wife, no family, okay? So he wasn't at home, comfortable bed, wife, kids, writing. You know, the sufferings of this world are not worth comparing. No, he was writing it alone. He had his companions in the faith, his church, but he had no wife, no family. Um, we know that Paul had, was was on the road for the entirety of his life after he was converted to Christianity, he traveled or was in jail. <laughs> that was his life. He's either on the road constantly or in jail. He was by his own description. Um, he'd been shipwrecked once or twice, I believe. He had been hungry. He had been without clothing when he needed it. He had been cold. He had been persecuted. He had been stoned. I know I'm not talking marijuana here. I'm talking about people throwing large stones at you with the intent of killing you. That had happened to Paul. Um, he had been beaten with rods. He had been often in prison. And as far as we know, so we don't know this exactly from Scripture, but he disappears from history, and the thought is that he was probably martyred for his faith. He was killed. Um, his life was brought to an early end. So does he know everything about suffering? Has he suffered exactly something that's happened to you? No, but I would say our brother Paul definitely at least gets an A plus in suffering. And it's this guy writing that he doesn't consider that any of it's even worth comparing to the glory that's to be revealed to us. Okay, in the short amount of time we have left, let's let's look at the context a little bit. These, these are huge things, so we're not going to be able to um, fill them all in, but 
let's go up just a little bit because it says for I consider the sufferings of this present time. So why is he saying for? Let's go up to at least to verse 16. The Spirit himself, talking about the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks in our inner man, our inner woman, and says that we are children of God. Verse 17, and if children, then heirs, we're going to inherit the kingdom of God, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Jesus did what God said, not what the world said or the culture around him. And since he followed God and not the culture, the culture made him pay for it. And so if we continue to follow Jesus, our culture will make us pay for it. And if we consider steadfast with him, we'll be glorified with him. And verse 18 says then, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time, all this stuff happening to us, it's not even worth comparing to the glory. Verse 19, we get a little bit of that glory. Here it is. For the creation waits with eager longing. All of creation, all the sun, the moon, the stars, the whole, all the galaxies, everything, it's all waiting. It's all on the edge of its seat, waiting to see with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Okay? So that uh, there's just so much here. I'm going to have to just stop, and you'll have to take my word for it and go back and read it. These are powerful verses. You should read 18 um, all the way down to 30, and you, and you will get filled in on a lot of this stuff. Where can we see Jesus in these verses? Well, this is his life. Jesus also considered that the sufferings of this present time were not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. We know this because when the culture said, well, we will reject you, he, he stuck with the Father. When the culture said, well, we won't help you, we'll talk bad about you, he stuck with the Father. When they arrested him, he stuck with God. When they threatened his life, he stuck with God. Did he do it just because he was a tough guy? Have you ever considered this? I've thought a lot about this. What if Jesus was just a tough guy? What if he was just some kind of a hero and that, yeah, he suffered, but he was tougher than them and he just waited it out and they made him suffer and he just took it. What if that were true? Well, that's that's great. That'd be good. But I, what would I have to do with that? I'm not a tough guy. I'm not able to wait it out. I won't make it. I don't know if I'm speaking for you or not, but if when the culture turns the full pressure of it on me, if it's on me and my strength, I'm going to buckle. I'm going to be done. I'm going to fall apart. I know that because I have before. Maybe you have too. So what's cool is Jesus didn't go through it because he was just a tough guy or some kind of religious hero. He endured suffering because of a greater good. And maybe you're starting to see that in your life, and I am too. When the culture starts to pressure me and issues come up in my life, I don't stick to it because I'm cool all of a sudden or tough. I stick to it because of what God has shown me who he is and what sort of a future I'm heading towards. Okay? So those are the things that keep me. And, and miracle of miracles, so encouraging. That's what kept Jesus too, was Romans 8 and 18. Can you believe that? All right, guys. Man, I feel like I don't even know if I'm doing justice to this verse because it's so powerful, but we're out of time for today. So it's been a great, it's been great being with you and uh, we'll see you next time.